This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball season, it comes and goes. But Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Tonight, the Houston Astros open up their final road trip of 2020 as they begin a three-game series in Seattle against the Mariners. The Astros coming off a 4-2 homestand. It ended with a 3-2 win over the Diamondbacks yesterday. George Springer, three hits, including two homers. Jose Arquiti allowed two runs over six innings as the Astros have won three of their last four games. Taking on a Mariners team that's lost five of their last six after falling in San Diego yesterday, 7-4 in 11 innings. The Astros second place in the AL West with a record of 27-26, six games behind Oakland, and four games ahead of Seattle for a playoff spot. Mariners have a record of 23-30, and and the Astros' magic number to clinch a playoff spot is three over Seattle. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros today. McCullers, he's been great at home, and he was great in his last start on Wednesday against Texas. First start off the injured list, but hasn't been as good on the road. Yeah, he hasn't been as good on the road, but he also hasn't had his curveball. And, and in my opinion, that last game coming off the IL was the first game that he really had his curveball back, and he threw it about 50% of the time and had great success with it. So if he has that curveball again, expect a little bit more of the same. It, it, at least better results on the road. Marco Gonzalez, left-hander on the mound for the Mariners. He's the ace of their staff. It started on opening day each of the last two years for them, but the Astros have, have had his number the last few years. They have, but I think he's a different pitcher now. He only has five walks and 56 in a third innings this year. Uh, he's got good command of his cut fastball to both sides of the plate, and the pitch that's really helped him the most this year, he's throwing more two-seamers. That sinking fastball has been getting him in and out of innings really quickly. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros' magic number to clinch a playoff spot is three. Four games up on Seattle, four and a half games up on the Angels in the uh, American League West. And, I mean, this is the position you want to be in, right, where you control your own destiny going into the last week of the season. That's it. You know, you just got to take care of business, and you got a full suitcase right now as the Astros – uh, aren't planning on coming home for a long time, and right. hopefully it's a it's a really long time. So uh, it starts tonight. You know, you're on the road and you're in hotels, and hopefully a little camaraderie for this team as they get together and try to to make that push and go deep into the playoffs. But it starts tonight in Seattle, the team that's chasing them. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Brian McTaggart, longtime Astros beat writer, works for MLB.com. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, that's a nice series win uh, over the weekend, taking two out of three from Arizona, including the the three to two victory yesterday. And I mean, yesterday was the George Springer show, three hits, had a couple of homers, including an inside the the park home run. I mean, he just. Uh, really gave you guys a, a jolt and, and a really close game. Yeah, I'm, and, you know, we needed it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what George can do. You know, George can, can take over the game, uh, you know, himself, you know, which did yesterday. And, uh, and and he got an infield hit that he had to run hard on. And then he had a, uh, uh, the, uh, the inside the Parker, which he had to run extremely hard on. And then I was telling uh, somebody at the end of the dugout, I said, "Hey, now's time for hit one. You know, him to hit one over the fence and just jog." And then, uh, you know, I wish I could predict like that. You know what I mean? But uh, it was it was a it was a great game. We didn't have a bunch of offense, but we got enough offense, you know, to win. And we had uh, outstanding pitching. Our team continues to to pitch great, and then our bullpen, you know, came in and uh, you know did the rest. And so. Um, you know, we're playing better baseball right now, and hopefully we can play better, better, better each day and, uh, you know, get into the playoffs. You know, George Springer seems perfect in the leadoff spot for the Astros, not just obviously because of his skill set and the things that he can do offensively, but also because, I mean, he's just a, a ball of energy. I mean, it seems like he's always smiling. He's always bouncing around. You see him during batting practice. He's. It seems like he's always in a – in a pretty good mood. It seems like he, he's just a great guy to kind of set the tone for for the team on a daily basis. Well, he's in a great mood most of the time. You know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's not in a great mood when he's not hitting. You know what I mean? I don't know how hardly anybody is, but it was a. Uh, it's great to see George uh, bring that energy. It's great to see him, you know, smiling in the dugout. You know, because boy, I mean, those first months were uh, that first month was tough. You know, I mean, every ball he'd hit hard, somebody would be standing there, and every blooper they'd run underneath it. And uh, every great play, I'm sure he had everybody on ESPN, uh, you know, the top 10, 10 plays in, in the, uh, on the field. So, uh, you know, George, you know, he's not in there today. Um, uh, you know, through much deliberation, you know, I talked to our fitness people. I talked to George and, uh, you know, our StatCast data, which shows – and, you know, every day, like, who's in the red, you know, that's that's a potential injury. And George had had some, you know, some leg injuries that had kept him out, uh, you know, some uh, of some action. We certainly can't, you know, can't afford to have him miss uh, uh, games now. And so, uh, you know, the fact that uh, after all the running he did yesterday and, uh, uh, you know, today's a perfect day because he, he really doesn't hit – uh, you know, Gonzalez very well. Um, and uh, at the same time, you know, like I, I, I was trying to nurse Bregman through uh, Colorado you know, on that West Coast swing out there and give him a day off when we got home. But, you know, he didn't make it. And I certainly don't 
you know, I, I'd never heard of this, you know, the StatCast data. Uh, and so uh, I learned a lesson from that first first time, um, you know, to try, try to make sure we can preserve George. You mentioned Jose Urquidy giving up two runs in six innings. And I mean, obviously it was very impressive last year as a rookie, but you weren't here and he didn't pitch a ton, although he did wind up pitching in the postseason and got a start in the World Series, but then dealt with COVID-19 and was laid up and quarantined for quite a while and really didn't know what you were going to get coming into this year with him once he once he got off the injured list. But, I mean, I don't think you could have asked for anything more, especially considering the circumstances uh, that, that started the year for him. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's uh, he's been a tremendous boost. He's taken a lot of pressure, you know, whenever he pitches off our bullpen. Uh, you know, he wasn't real sharp in the beginning yesterday. You know, he wasn't as sharp as he was the last two starts. You know, like he was hanging some breaking balls and 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 scudding his uh, his uh, his changeup. But uh, you know, he battled through it and kept us in the game and gave us a chance to to win. And that's what a pitcher's a starting pitcher's job is. Your bullpen has gotten a lot of attention, a lot of it negative for for much of the year. But you look at what they've been able to do of late and it's been much more impressive and we've seen the walks decrease which has certainly been been an issue and Andre Scrub, Blake Taylor, Ryan Presley all did a really nice job yesterday allowing just one hit between them in, the, in their three innings and no runs. Well they did and you know what most people don't don't realize is that most of these guys are, are learning on the job training you know how, how you know how to be in the bullpen how to how to warm up you know, most of the guys in, the, in, in our bullpen were starters. You know, uh, you look at you look at Pelak, uh, you look at Paredes. Um, you know, uh, James is trying to start, even though he was was a reliever. You know, last year Garcia, you know, was was a starter, and and and, and it's a totally different mindset when you're in the bullpen, and it's a totally different uh, regimen of warming up in the bullpen. You don't have the luxury of long tossing like they do when they're when they're starters, they don't have the luxury of, of 40 or 50 pitches. Uh, you know, they're learning how not to, uh, 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 you know, get too too warm. And, and and then if we don't need them, they got to sit back down, then warm up again. And they're not uh, uh, accustomed to back-to-back-to-back days. You know, as you see why a lot of times if we use a guy on one day, he's not available the next day because, uh, you know, they're, they're, their arms are trying to learn to be resilient. You know, from daily um, uh, uh, work and exercise. So, like I said, these guys are are learning as they go, and they're and they're and they're getting better and better. And they're certainly not in awe uh, anymore of being in the big leagues. All right, Astros manager Dusty Baker. Thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, Robert. Thank you. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm joined today by Brian McTaggart, who's been covering the Astros for a long time. He's with MLB.com now. Uh, Tax, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a big, big last week of the season. It's been weird, hasn't it? Uh, you just can't put your finger on, on what to expect on this with this Astros team on a nightly basis. You know, it's been an unprecedented season in baseball in general just because of the, the coronavirus. But then even in the Astros world with, with all the injuries that they've had and then so many of their, their big-time offensive players underperforming, yeah. um, it, it's just they've had to really, um, you know, scratch and claw to get to where they're at. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they got a shot here in the final week to make the playoffs. And, and then we all know anything can happen once you get in there. When you talk about some of these guys underperforming, do you think it has anything to do with the residue from 
not just because you're you're cheating and not cheating, but just from the whole episode? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know, I think it's probably gotten in guys' heads a little bit. We could see it in spring training. You could tell that that it was bothering them. They they weren't. Uh, walking around with the same energy and the bouncing around, the, the smiles weren't there that we were used to seeing from some of those guys. So I, I think it was only natural that it, it carried into the season and, you know, maybe battle this for a year and, and come next year with a fresh slate and, you know, maybe that'll help them. But, um, you know, and, you know, I, I, I think too, so you, you have to wonder not playing in front of fans, just not having that energy. We all know, you know, going on the road, the, the reception wouldn't have been great for Astros fans, but, not not playing in front of those home fans, even though they played pretty well at home this year. Um, I, I got to think that just you just can't quite get as, as fired up or as, yeah. as you would have normally. So I mean, I think it's only natural. I think for um, you know you really have to push hard through this season and, and block out all this stuff, and you know that probably leads to some underperformance. Right. Talking with Brian McTacker, if you had a walk-up song, what would it be? It'd probably be something with uh, bagpipes. Hmm. Speaking of getting the crowd out of there. Right. That's a good way that they'll never come back. That's a good idea. Hey, yeah, so. Eric McCullers is pitching tonight. I feel, in my mind, it feels like a big start for him when you think about the playoff rotation. In a three-game series, is he in it for you? I think he is right now, yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to have to pitch well. I like the fact that he went back to his curveball so much his previous start and uh, threw more curveballs and fastballs, I believe. He just sort of went back to being Lance McCullers, and, and that's his pitch, and that's that, that's what works for him. So um, if he can do that again, and then he's, he's got one more start, I think he's in there because, you know, I think if you look at the five guys now who are in the, the, the rotation, I think the ones that would be easier to move to the bullpen or, or most beneficial would be Valdez, even though he's been a workhorse and has pitched really well, and Christian Javier, and we saw what Javier can do in the bullpen against the Dodgers last week with five strikeouts and two innings. But I think his stuff plays in relief. And then Valdez can come in, get lefties and righties out, and even pitch with a little bit of length as well. What, what about Lance's splits away from home? Yeah, that's that's an issue uh, because they don't have any more games at home. He's going to have to do it on the road. And so, uh, you know, that's something I wrote about as well. I mean, the what I think opponent OPS on the road is over 1200. And I mean, it's just like night and day home and road. So, um, you know, he's, he's had a couple of road starts where he didn't get out of the first inning. So um, that's why this tonight's a big one. Maybe if he can get past that and maybe change his routine a little bit, I'm not sure, but um, there's no more games at Minute Maid Park. So he's, he's going to have to pitch well somewhere other than I have to figure it out. All right. Do you text and yeah. drive? Uh, at stoplights, yes. Not yeah. not while I'm moving. But I'm also like the police. When I'm driving, I, I, I look to see – every time I pass a car, I look to see if they're texting and driving. And then if they are, I give them bad looks, which – Oh, you do? Might be just, yeah. It might be just as dangerous. But, no, I wait till I get the lights before I check my phone. And what about the navigation when, you, when you've got, you know, the address plugged in to whatever you do? Uh, are you looking at your phone very often? No, because I don't need that. I, I know how to get there. My kids are always like, how do you know how to get everywhere? I'm like, well, just – I have that knack. I just have good sense of direction. <laughs> I don't need any navigation. Hey, yesterday, uh, an exciting game. Uh, couldn't help but think, hey, is this George Springer's last game? And, you know, there's a few other fr uh, free agents on this team, too. But George has been here since 2014 and has been a huge member of this community and the, kind of the, the heartbeat of this team, really. If that was his last game, that was, that was a beauty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple of home runs and his, his final two at bats, and uh, a couple of big ones too. Because without him, they they don't win yesterday. They needed they needed a hero, and like we've seen so many times, you know, he was the hero. Um, 
you know, when Springer got called up in 2014, that, that sort of signaled that they had sort of put the 100 lost seasons behind them. The rebuild was now in a different mode. Here comes the, here comes the prospects we had been waiting on for so long. And it started with Springer and then McCullers, and then they just Correa and Bregman, and they just kept coming and coming. But Springer was the, the first one to get called up. He really thought, okay, this, you know, let's, let's see if this rebuild is, is going to work. And it was a long process. And then he's the MVP of the World Series. So it will be interesting to see if any of those guys are back. I, I got to think they're going to have to sign one of the two outfielders, either Brantley or Springer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go either way, which one you want, and, and money plays into it. But um, if that was his last time, I mean, he, uh, he certainly is going to go down as one of the top probably six or seven offensive players this club has had. Yeah, and certainly uh, of those who played at Minute Maid Park, I mean, he's just wowed these crowds for a long time now. So hopefully that's not the case. You know, I, you know, selfishly, I enjoy watching him play, and, and I like being around him. I, I think he's a good guy too. Yeah, he is. He's so fun to watch. You know, he brings a ton of energy, and uh, you know, if he runs into the wall on a Friday, he's going to do it again Saturday. He doesn't care. He's going to go out there and, and try to get those outs and. You know, he plays hard, and uh, he plays with emotion. And, um, you know, you, I certainly understand why the, the fans love him. And he's going to be one of those guys that's beloved forever. Anytime you hear that name, there's going to be a big ovation at Minute Maid Park. All right, if you could interview a former 80s sitcoms star, who would that be? I don't know if this is 80s. It might have bled into the 80s a little bit, but but the, the bartender from The Love Boat. Oh, the guy that kind of points at you? During yeah. Yeah. The- I would want to find out really what, what went on in the love boat. Cause all these famous people came through there and uh, I don't know. It's probably, he probably has some interesting stories about what really went on in the love boat. Isaac, the bartender. That's it. Isaac. Yeah. That's, that's something interesting. I don't know if, if uh, two people in this entire world would have picked him. Hey, what's your theory uh, on the poor record on the, on the road for the Astros? You think it's a lot of things combined? Yeah, a lot of things combined. Probably what we talked about a little earlier, just I think overall things being in the player's head. I know Dusty said a lot about just the routine on the road where they're they're stuck in the hotel rooms and they can't do anything or go anywhere, but all the teams are going through that. So Mm. um, he talked a little bit about the camaraderie and, you know, maybe the guys can't go and get lunch, you know, like in Seattle today, go walk somewhere and get lunch somewhere. They're just in in the uh, hotel rooms. I don't know if I'll buy that or not. I mean, it, you know, all, all the teams are going through this, and, and some teams are playing very well. On I had the road, a couple of players tell me that. I mean, well, maybe there is something to that. Yeah, and not being um, able to go to each other's room and play video games, things like that. Right, yeah. So, maybe, you know, maybe not having that camaraderie. And I don't know, does that kind of stuff spill over to the, to the field, Canada? I mean, I don't know. I've never played, so. I'm, you know, it, it's really surprising they're not playing very well on the road. and uh, The lack of energy is concerning at times, but – with a week left, I don't think a lot of teams are looking forward to playing the Astros if they match up, would they? I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think once they move a couple, if they can move a couple of those starters to the bullpen, and with the way Presley's been pitching too, I, I think yeah, that's helped. You know, Dusty Baker's going to have some confidence now that he can get through some games with the bullpen, especially in a three-game series. Yeah. Um, I think they could they have enough pitching to win a three-game series, and then offensively, I just keep waiting. At some point, they're just going to break out. I mean, these are guys with long track records and. I put it this way. I mean, if I'm the Oakland A's and I'm, I'm facing the Astros in the first round, I'm probably not feeling too good about it just with their, their track record. And, and this is a team that almost won the World Series last year. There you go. That's Brian McTaggart from MLB.com. Thanks for catching up. All right, Sparky. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbock Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and 
your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to AstroCast. Expecting All a great right, season question. with this really Astros team. The official podcast. Really did it ever cross your mind Astros. that um, this, be a lot this of fun weekend could have been your last uh, home games in Minute Maid Park as an Astro? Could be the last game that I have as an Astro there because I'm a free agent, and that's how that's how those things go. You never know exactly how that, that'll end up. You've said numerous times that you want to come back. Is, is that still the case? And have you made that known to your agent? And have you made that known to the front office? Yeah, I still keep. Uh, I have the same mentality that that would be my best option is to come back. I still want to resign here with the Astros, but we're we're getting close to the playoffs, and the mentality right now is not worrying about those negotiations. Um, it's it's worried about getting into the playoffs. You haven't you haven't probably had the September that that you like to have results wise. What what do you think? Uh, what do you think's gone kind of south for you offensively here in September? Yeah, it's been a tough season, to be honest with you. I mean, there's there's a stretch of two, three games where I feel really good, and then I'll have five games in a row where I really just don't feel good at the plate. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the preparation, and it's been a weird season, and we just didn't have the time maybe to, to get going and to get ramped up like I usually do, so that might have an effect on, on my season this year. Yuli, how much has Houston – become like a second home for you now after the time you spent here? How much have you enjoyed being here and how much does that play a role in your decision on you to like to be here if it works out? Yeah, it's been an unforgettable experience for me playing here in Houston. It's honestly something that I can never forget. Um, and regardless of whatever happens here in the off season, it's, it's going to be something that will always, the city will always be in my heart. Yuli, how's the hand feeling right now? And uh, has it impacted your swing at all the last week or so? Yeah, it's, it's bothering me a little bit still to uh, the way that I grip the bat <laughs> and uh, the, the wrap is a little bit uncomfortable that I have on it, which might might be have affected my swing a little bit. Thank you, my friend. Right. Here's a one-two. And Springer hits it in the air pretty deep to center field. It sends back Varshow at the wall, leaps against the wall, can't get it. It's off the wall and in play and kicks toward right center. Springer is on his way to third base. Varshow picks it up. Springer around third and coming home. And the throw to the plate, not nearly in time. It's an inside-the-park home run for George Springer. Two to one, Arizona. Springer had to do it the hard way for his 12th home run of the year. Boy, Omar Lopez with nobody out, sending Springer, and it paid off. Something you don't see every day at this ballpark. Springer with great speed to begin with. 2017 World Series MVP. Set in the box, stands straight up and down. Here's the pitch, and he drives this one to right field. Pretty good wood, going back on it, Calhoun, and it's out of here! A game-tying home run for Springer! A home run in the sixth inning for George. A home run in the seventh inning, and we're tied. That was a 2,000th home run hit by an Astro at Minute Maid Park in its history, regular season and postseason. 1,999 and 2,000 both hit by the same man. One left the park, one did not. George, you gave a pretty emphatic fist pump as you hit the homer to right. What did that moment mean to you? And in terms of significance of this game and also the fact that this could be your last home game here, just the, just the, the course of um, the game here in Houston. Yeah, you know, I, I just excited to tie the game there. You know, I, I um, just happy to help. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it any other way than that. You know, it's, it's a big moment for us, um, you know, to, to tie the game there, um, to 
give us a chance, um, you know, to, to not have to play from behind. So it's, it's uh, a huge moment. Have you given much thought to this? That could have been the last time you played in Minute Maid in Astros uniform? No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about now, um, you know, the, the next trip, the, 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 the next games. You know, I'll, I'll cross that bridge um, when I get to it. George, um, happy belated birthday, first of all. <laughs> Thank you. Second of all, when did you know that uh, that, that was going to be an inside-the-park home run? Um, when, I, when I slid and scored and I was safe, um, I, did, I just – I hit it. Um, I hit it good. Um, you know, I, I, I saw the ball go away and just figured I got to get to third here for sure. Um, and then, obviously, as, as, as I'm around in the base, I'm – I'm picking up Omar and he sent me. So I ran as hard as I could for the final 90 feet. Anything else for George? Would you like to return here next year, George? Uh, I'm concerned about what, what's happening now. You know, I, I'll, again, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. George, how big is this um, three game series coming up against Seattle? It's huge, you know. Um, I think one, it's huge for us as a team. It's obviously big for them, uh, but again, for us, it's 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 control what our team can control. Stay in our dugout, play our game, and we'll see what happens. Oh, Gary would have sent you there uh, no matter what with a different third base coach. You trusted him all the way, still, Omar? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I'm assuming. I know Gary very well. He sent me on stuff that's been that's been a lot closer. Um, so he he probably would have. But yeah, you know, I, I trust who's ever out there. You know, I, I I do what they say to do. I mean, if he had said stop, you know, I would have stopped. But uh, he didn't, so I kept going. George, how do you assess uh, the position of the team going into this final series? It's just, this is, I think, your eleventh one-run game. Uh, uh, it's here, here, here this month. So it's just, it's been, it's been a, a difficult month and a challenging month. How do you sort of see this final week coming up and then the playoffs ahead possibly? Um, I like where our attitude is. You know, I, I, I think we, we didn't get down again, um, getting down early. You know, we, we, we fought back. We strung some at bats together, especially in the eighth inning. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like where, 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 our mentality is, um, you know, and yeah, there's, there's seven games left, I, I believe, you know, and, and it's, it's time to go, you know, to, just, just go out and play as hard as you possibly can every day until, until the last. What's the difficulty of playing on the road this year? The road, road record is not what we've been accustomed to seeing. Is it just the different circumstances or are teams playing tougher or what's, what's the difference this year? I, I don't know. Um, to be honest, I, I, I know we've lost a lot of close games uh, late. You know, we, we've, we've lost, I, I believe it's, you know, o- over eight or nine games in the, in the last at bat. So, you know, I, you know, no, this is, this is, a, this is a strange game, stuff like that happens, but you know, for, for, for us, it's, let's just go out there and control what our team can control and play hard and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Have you, have you packed? Uh, sorry, have you packed for like a month, or how do you handle when you don't know when you're going to be back home? And- yeah, yeah, I've 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 got enough clothes to last me until whenever. Um, 
push comes to shove, we'll just have to stick them in a washing machine somewhere. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uncertain. You know, I, I think we've actually been here before what, when we, in 15, what, when we, we ended on the road and then we went from Arizona all the way to New York, back to Kansas city here for a day or two and then back to Kansas city. So, I mean, we've been here before and we're gonna have to go and uh, do it again. All right, George. Thank you. Yep. All right, Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley will be next. Ryan, you guys played played a lot of close games lately, but to be able to, to close out these, uh, you know, last couple and finish this homestand with a winning record and some momentum, just how big has this, this last couple of days been, just for you and, and the team? Uh, you know, I think it's a, a boost of confidence for sure, especially when you start winning uh, close games like that. You know, it, you start to build confidence more and more, and the more games you get, you know, tight games you play in. Uh, you don't let it get too big for you. So I feel like, you know, the more close games we play in, we're we're starting to get a lot better at it. And, you know, I think it's starting to build a lot of confidence. Ryan, you've thrown um, 20 strikes out of the last 25 pitches in his last two games. So you're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable out there. You're starting to feel like you're in midseason form, even though it's the end of – towards the end of the season for you all? Yeah, I mean, better late than never, right? Um, but, you know, I, it's – it's been difficult, like I said, this year, um, you know, trying to get in a rhythm. Um, you know, it's not it's not an excuse because, you know, everybody's got to go through it. I just had to I just had to get better. And it's just like I said, you know, starting to round into form a little bit. Um, so, I'm, like I said, better late than never. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm starting to get in that groove. And and now uh, now we go. So it's, it's going to be a fun little run at the end. What about the other guys coming out of the bullpen that's doing uh, a magnificent job, you know, getting you the ball in the ninth inning like that, pitching so well in those uh, middle innings? Yeah, you know, Scrubby, uh, Paredes, Taylor, Rayleigh, I mean, all of them are throwing really well. And, um, you know, their confidence is starting to get a little bit higher each and every time they take the ball too. So uh, this bullpen's fearless, man. They they love grabbing the ball from from anybody that they can. And, uh, going out there and pitching, so they they love being in high situ- uh, high leverage situations. So it's a uh, it's fun to watch and and watch them build more confidence too every single time they take the ball. So it's it's like I said, it's been fun to watch. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later.